Blog Talk Radio.
The first impression is a lasting impression, so what you look like does matter. Start the year off with a new look, a change, a beginning for 2015. Portia at Soho's Beauty Salon specializes in silk press and full head extensions. She's located at 231 State Farm Parkway, Homewood, Alabama, or you can call for an appointment at 205-807-1736. Tell her the Empress. 2015 is a new year, so don't look old. Get a new look, a new you at Vamoose Salon. Kegalure at Vamoose Salon specializes in making a basic look bang. Located at 703 3rd Avenue, North Birmingham. Or call 205-234-2743 and ask for Kegalure. Tell her the Empress sent you. Are you ready to march? Yes. I got my puppy in the room with me, and I'm praying God cease on his throat so that he doesn't scream bloody murder, which is usually what he does every time I have him in the room with me, but I am swinging it solo tonight because I don't have my babies and I'm just like really in a weird kind of mood, but I think this is the perfect mood for me with regard to the subject matter. Tonight, we're going to talk about this whole bad bitch uh, business. We've, I've just had it up to, you can't see, I said it, I actually did a video of it because I've, I've heard this. Uh, I'm going to say it's a phenomenon. I think it's a disease, really. The way that we have just mishandled representing ourselves, mishandled uh, speaking of ourselves, even our men uh, requiring us to have these labels that don't even matter, that don't even represent us well, and that are actually pretty demeaning. Uh, It's gotten so much out of control that people have started to think that it's cute. You know, like it's it's like really cool or or sexy or alluring to be called uh, the B word or a a whore or I'm the baddest this and that. And, you know, I have a hard time even saying it because, you know, when I I put in words into my little urban dictionary and it's just always related to something negative. Uh, The fact that we have an urban dictionary to to begin with uh, tells you something about our language and the power of it is it's so powerful that we have had to now start to uh put it in form of uh chronological order. I mean, you can you can look up everything. I had to look up fleek because I didn't know what fleek was. Fleek has uh, actually is a is a compliment. Well, I, I just wish you would just say I'm cute. Like I don't need you to like make up words to tell me, but you know, I'm big on making up words myself, so I'm I'm not going to even fuss about that. But tonight this whole uh, situation came out of uh, my my having a conversation with a a king, and I say a young king because he's just a, a year older than I am. I'm I'm a I'm a young woman. Um, I'm not a, a spring chicken, but I don't think I'm old enough to be like left behind the what's in what's what's that thing or whatever is is the the hot thing with what's going on in the world and. This whole idea of being kind of ghetto, being kind of hmm, uh, ratchet, um, having a little edge to yourself uh, that almost mimics that of a hoodlum uh, is, is acceptable. 
actually it's gotten to a point of being celebrated. And I was having a conversation with, uh, like I said, with with this friend of mine. He's a friend of mine on Facebook, um, and he's a extremely attractive man to me, okay? So I, I, I pride myself on my Facebook men because I got the bomb. Like, I got the hottest men of all, and it's on purpose because I, I think that whatever you surround yourself with, it becomes a part of you, like I'm trying to be hot, like I'm trying to be the second thing moving. And so I do that with all my friends and all my associates, and that's why I always <laughs> make fun and say, you know, I got the hottest Facebook friends, and, and I, you know, every time I uh, advertise for a show or every time I advertise for a speaker, people are like, who in the world is that, and, and where did you get him from? It happened last week. We had a show. I had a really good show last week on, um, we were talking about breaking the uh, the, the cycle of, of males not being in the correct place, them uh, being comfortable and becoming um, uh, okay with being almost subservient to women. Like, who wants a weak man? That's what I had to say. But my guest uh, host uh, was a uh, guest person on, online last week was uh, Bishop Rick Wallace. And when I posted his picture, oh, my God, people just came out of the woodwork. I mean, just on one one photo I don't even think they read. I, I know they didn't call in, um, but they had so much to say about, oh, my God, like, who is that? He is winning. He is winning with those lips. I said, are his lips on fleet? They were like, no, Sharon. He is just really, really attractive. And and, and, and a whole conversation, undertoned conversation came out under that with another one of my Facebook friends. And he, he for me to look outside of people's lives, you know, and I think I'm no different from anybody else, when we look outside into other people's lives, we see what we want to see. We can sometimes see uh, what, what what they want us to see, what they advertise, and most of the time it's going to be the, the most attractive things that they have to say about themselves or the most attractive things they would like for us to know about themselves. And some of the things that they advertise, we get the picture totally uh, misconstrued. And I looked at him. And I look, you know, I've looked at his pictures and everything, and he see like there's no reason why, in my opinion, that he would be without a mate. He, he would be without a female, um, him a significant other. And of course, you know, the conversation went there, and I don't have any qualms about just asking people blatantly what I want to know of them because that's the way to get the information that you need to know. And so I did. I asked him, like, you know, why? Are you not in a relationship? And and his response was probably because of the same reasons you're not. And of course he he couldn't have known why I was. So I I you know put the ball back. But is it because of the the, the state of woman today? And that opened up the floodgates, baby. He read me upside down the wall and back down around the corner. Took a a break and came back for some more. He told me that the natural woman was far from what women are today. He told me that any woman who's excessively uh, um, adorning of her hair, makeup, and those sorts of things couldn't even really get a chance with him because it was uh, a representative of that woman and it was not who that woman really is. Now, if anyone knows me personally, they know I am Mother Teresa of change. Like, I love the fact that women have the option of being having a look 
uh, one day and having a different look the next day. And I just so happen to be natural right now, which is, you know, it's it, I've been natural now almost uh, five years natural, but I've been wearing my natural hair for about a year and a half now. And it, it's just pruned me up to be a better woman. But I was shocked at how much he had to say about, a woman and her hair, and I just want to read a little bit because he really kind of pissed me off because I don't think that a man should be that vocal with regard to what it is that defines womanhood. Now, I know the difference between what a man wants in his woman, but what a woman is, in essence, has very little to do with the male opinion, in opinion, and he told me, first of all, I'm trying to get to the beginning of the conversation, it says, um, that a woman is not her hair. Um, a woman who wears hair is in disguise. And if she comes with that, with me, then she doesn't like who she is. She's, a, she's misrepresenting how she was born, and she doesn't like her blackness. And, of course, you know, I'm about to black, blackity, blackity, black, but like I posted that this week, I am a very proud black woman. I'm not ashamed of what I am because this is like all I got. I like don't have a lot of money to like recreate myself for something, but I, with what money I do have every week, I'm going to change a little something if, if I feel like that's what I want to do. But he, he said that um, a woman who's with him um, that doesn't wear her natural hair uh, is, you know, you know, is not going to actually be his woman. He said that he felt like whatever was growing out of his, out of her head, is what she needed to wear. If it grows out straight, then fine. But if it doesn't grow out straight, why straighten it? That you know, he doesn't date women with perms. He doesn't, you know, trust women who do that because they are always in disguise. And uh, he says some of the guys who are married have never seen their wives in their natural self. And you know what? I wanted to tell him, boo-boo, that's their fault that they are willing to marry someone that they don't know who she is. So you're marrying for some other reason. That's a, that's a whole other conversation. But he said that he had two sons uh, by two different women, which to me was like a red freaking flag because you can't even lay pipe in one place and, and keep that together. But, you know, that's, that's just me. Um, but he said, uh, I have plenty of women in my life, but not one of them have makeup or weave or, or wore makeup or weave. And um, he said, I, he understood that I was not my hair. And I said, send him, you know, cause I have been hacked on Facebook and other, other media before, because of the associations that I have, they uh, removed some of my old pictures. And a lot of my old pictures are me with extensions, me with different color hair, different size hair, different textures of hair. And I sense the difference between me with hair and me without. And to me, I am still who I am because that is an expression. That's one of the expressions that women get to have. But he felt like, mm, uh, either a wo a woman who does that is doing it for attention, and it's just he says this. He said, "What she needs to enhance herself, or why would a woman need to enhance herself? If I love her the way she is, either she's doing it for another man's attention, or she doesn't like what she sees in the mirror." Uh, I've heard this perspective from every single black woman that I know, and I had to stop him right there, right then, you know, because see, I think that when you start to bucket people specifically by their race, 
you're going to lose me because I think that there are some similarities that are consistent by who you are uh, ethnically, and and there are also some socially. I know some women who got the nappiest ass hair in the world, but they can't wear their natural hair because of the corporate jobs that they have because it's not an – you have to assimilate in order to be able to provide for your family in some instances. But he didn't see that that way at all. Uh, Then he said that uh, modifying is different. He said there's difference between when you start to get breast implants and he said ass shots, plastic surgery. He said none of that is natural and it's a result of self-hate. The media is telling you women to be blonde-haired, straight-haired. They want you to be light-skinned. And then the mothers project self-hate into their daughters and start uh, doing the same thing to their daughters. And I was just like, first of all, where were you when we had the man show? Because you have a whole lot to say about women, and you got a ding-a-ling, I hope. That's one. Two, um, when you look at this particular man, and I'm not going to – I've invited him to the show. He, he is not going to call probably because I think that a lot of people who have this strong of an opinion with regard to certain issues, it's because they have some type of personal alliance with it. And when you see his picture, now he is an African-American man, but he is about the whitest-looking African-American man I can deal with, and I'm sure that his idea of what a woman should and should not be has totally to do with him needing to be uh, equal. You know what I'm saying? Like he needs someone to either be, and this is just my opinion. You know, um, he says that he want a woman to be to be what she was born as, and he was born as a very fair-skinned black man with blue eyes and pretty straight hair. And if he didn't have on kente cloths on every damn picture that he wear, and and be spewing out this black pride stuff, I wouldn't even really know that it is. A black man, actually, is his speech is 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 what is black. But when you look at him, even his name is fake black. You know, I had to get somebody told earlier this week who was fake black, and maybe I should do a show on that because all of this you can't create blackness. I think it is a being. Either you're there or you're not, and like no amount of kente speaking, no amount of changing your Facebook name to Andalusa. They're like that is not black. That is just like some association, an assimilated way of thinking about yourself. That has nothing to do with being black. And of course, he said he knew who he was. He said, and I want. He said I was not born with straight hair. Uh, it's a shame that black women always have to feel like we should lower our standards as men to be with them. And I, you know, he, I had to tell him good night, you know, because he was about to really get it. Like I really wanted to get him on the page that I was on because I, first of all, it's very hard for me to believe that a man can tell a woman how to be one. You know, I'm going to need you to grow some ovaries, some titties. I'm going to need you to have two babies, have them. And that's going to take a really long time, too. It takes about nine months. Really, you count up for real, for real. It's a little bit closer to 10. But, uh, yeah, I need you to do all of the things that you say equals being woman um, in essence, not in being calculated, not in just some extra stuff that you see. And it sounds good. Like, it really sounds good. And I wished that he would have called tonight. He says he's 
he said nothing really. He's looked at it, but he hasn't said anything, and I can see that he sees it. And if you're out there, please call in. I will not blow you up. Like, I'm not into, like, outing people, but I do think that open, honest, and heartfelt conversation is the best way to conversate. And it just so happened. I had already said that this was a show I was going to do even before I had this conversation with him. I actually had this conversation with him, I think it was night before last, and I had already put this show together uh, again uh, with his conversation being influential and then a video uh, being influential. That was a video that I posted, and Lord have mercy, it's kind of hard for me not to talk about certain things. So it's, it's sort of kind of a promotion to what um, – you know, what people uh, say, you know, you're promoting something that you say you're against when you tell people go and look at it. Well, I need you to have a reference from of what I'm talking about. And if you don't, then it's kind, it's kind of hard. It's like really hard to not explain uh, situations. But I had a video. <laughs> well, so I saw it, you know, before. <clears throat> and after I saw what it was, I just didn't even want to look at it anymore. Because it's just stupid, okay? It's these two girls, two black women, a parking lot maybe of an apartment complex. Um, they are obviously um, having a really bust up time. See, I told you. I knew he was going to say something. Um, they're having a great time um, out in the parking lot with a gun, <laughs> some snow, and a, a, a open door to a car with a radio. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Okay, maybe they just gonna jam out because I ain't gonna plot. I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, I'll, I'll do it too. Um, I would listen to music and have my opinion of things. Blah blah blah. blah. This chick is like rolling around on the ground with a loaded, probably a loaded gun, with a gun. Talking about how she is the like she the baddest. Like you bring it over here and she's rapping, she's humping the ground. I mean, it's really so ratchet. It, it, it's about as wretched as it comes. And, you know, I try not to call people wretched because, you know, I had to get that definition from my, my nephew. Uh, and I had um, really didn't understand what wretched was. And wretched is just the way that you act. But these hammers, these whores, these wannabe hood women are just, like, <laughs> misrepresenting us. But they are who are celebrated. When we come back, uh, I, I got someone else texting me saying that possibly they would call in. And, and it's okay. I promise you that I'm not going to out you. And, I, you know, here on the Empire, what we do is we have real conversation. We don't try to, like, <laughs> beat anybody down. But, but you cannot understand what is happening to you sometimes if you don't understand what image you're projecting out. Um, I've, I, You know me, I'm a, I'm a photo hog. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a female from a family of photo hogs. Like, we love the camera. Like, we take lots of pictures. Some pictures are worth a thousand words. Some are just photos. They just, you know, it ain't really, it's just a snap. It's might, it might have been like, you know, the camera just went off. But on, on purpose reaction, I post pictures to see what people are saying. And these are still images. These don't have any audio. <laughs> they don't have any mood. They don't have any words. Most of the pictures that I post have no words on purpose because whatever you see has to formulate an idea in your own head. Like, I ain't put it there. You have to go to a different place in yourself in order to determine what it is. 
So what I want to do is I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get I'm gonna try I'm I'm gonna talk to him right quick so we're gonna play a song and then we'll be right back because you know it is I can do it I I absolutely can and I need you to stop texting me either either call into the show or 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 or, or not the phone number is six four six four seven eight. Five six two five, and see so you too far away to try to get me anyway. So you ain't gonna be able to get to me anyway. Yeah.
Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Okay, so he says he's going to call in, but still at this point, I I see nothing. Um, (laughs) Okay, that's great. Let me say that's great. and, and that's fine. Um, one line, one line, one line, one line. I hate when I'm having to text at the same time. You know, that's why I text you guys earlier. I mean, it's just simple. <laughs> it's a simple one line is all I need. Um, one line real quick. I'm telling him that. Uh, this is someone else because, uh, you know, you cannot complain about anything that you're not willing to say something about. And we have a few callers on the line, and I'm trying to I'm trying to give voice to the man. I'm trying to allow you to uh, explain yourself because let me tell you what happened. Let me just tell you what had happened was what had happened is you guys double talk. You know, I'm not saying women don't too, but you guys double talk. What you do is you allow uh, society, yourself, your friends, and your associations to function in the gutter, but then you want to act as if it's a different story when it comes to your life. Now, I've seen and heard, you know, this uh, so many times about Amber Rose. Amber Rose, of course, is she is considered a woman of color, firstly because she is uh, what we would call mulatto. She is a, a black woman. Um, she's a black woman that has a, a black father uh, and a, um, hold on, six four six four seven eight five six two five. Yeah, it's so funny. And he's he's going to call in right quick and, and have something probably positive to say because they always accuse me of saying negative things and, and, and speaking ill of men, but I can't help it when your words don't match what you, you preach. If you say that Amber Rose is uh, like the a bad bitch, like she is what black men want, um, uh, in, in a woman, I need you to explain that because I, I, I can't see how that is the truth when a woman actually functions as a stripper, which is what Amber Rose is, uh, as a woman who uh, wants a man's money, which is what Amber Rose is, a woman whose skill set is just purely between her legs, is which is what Amber Rose is. But uh, hopefully this is him, and I, I don't want to keep you very long. Is that you, David? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thank you, David. I owe you maybe. Yes, I can hear you. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to give you a little applause for the work. Okay. 
<laughs> you know, I love to give you a little bit of a pause, and I do understand that you're a busy man, uh, David Reddick, uh, Congressperson of Anniston, Alabama, who's here with us on the line. And I just want to ask a few simple questions and just a few lines. And tonight, I just want to dispel some some um, images of some verbal uh, connotations of what black men say about black women, um, and and vice versa. I can't stick on the other side because y'all won't call or you say you're going to call and then when it's time you just listen and you block your number out but I knew you weren't scared so that's why I picked you <laughs> and I said well <laughs> I know you ain't never scared but listen Amber Rose is got now a multi-million dollar book deal uh, just to tell mm-hmm. women how to be how to be the baddest bitch that is that is mm-hmm. the, uh, the subject matter of her book and for some reason, she's a celebrated person. I particularly know her history. I know what she's famous for because I kind of follow celebritum. And she doesn't have the most flattering or the most socially accepted background. But why, in a nutshell, is is do men celebrate this? And they even wife. She she was wiped up uh, big time. Um, she was wiped up, and, and, and the average black woman can't get a, 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 a happy meal. What is it about men and these uh, bad bitches? First of all, what is do you think bad bitches is a real phenomenon and that it's attractive to men? And for two, how women can separate themselves from their imagery? When you say bad, just like bad, like trouble, like don't give a damn, bad Cause when you say bad, yeah, I don't know. Me, I'm thinking, I'm thinking sexy. <laughs> okay, you okay. About, um, you talking about behavior? Um, I don't, I don't know if it's that. I think it's the allure of everything. Our, our whole what's name make us want that. Well, we, our psyche makes us want the opposite of everything. We need to feel like an individual. We also need to feel like part of the group. We need to feel accepted and we need to feel unique. You know, it's part of the psyche. And I think that that bagger image kind of appeals to that, just like the bad man appeals to that in a woman. Sometimes a man wants a woman that can speak up. Sometimes a man wants a woman that's going (laughs) to tell him him the business. Because sometimes a woman needs a man that can just kind of, you know, bring it. and see, I don't know. See, you see, you're speaking as if we know because I would say uh, my what I think it is, you know, it's just from a, a woman's perspective. I know she's cute. Like she's got a she's got a cute face. She doesn't have mm-hmm. any hair, so it's not about hair. Um, she's very hippie, and she is she's very odd looking, which spills over to that foreign thing that a lot of black men are into. But she's really just a mulatto girl who was a stripper mm-hmm. who's probably gone and had butt injections. She's had a boob job, and she uses her body mm-hmm. as a tool to get men, which is basically what a whore is. I mean, let's well, just you know, the most, let's look at the most celebrated women in history. Well, let's look at the most celebrated women in history since television became a significant part of society. You know, you had your Marilyn Monroe, your... Um, um, let's see who else do we have. We like her. Um, women, they your Madonnas, your they weren't the most attractive women. 
it's not uh-huh. the the actual looks because if you look at them now, we're really that bad. It's women that's way more, you know, attractive than they are, you know. But they get the oh. attention because they 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 put themselves out there for it. But you know, okay. and the kind of guy that ends up trying to wifey him and marry him is the kind of dudes that, you know, like the guys who really couldn't get the girl in high school anyway. So now he's got some money, he's got some clout. Now he's like, okay, I can, now I can pull a bad one. So that's their definition of what was the forbidden fruit. So they 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 appeal to that kind of man. Basically, they're the dudes, okay. they're, they're the dudes that couldn't get it anyway. Mm. Mm. So you got the, the less than attractive, insecure woman pulling the the, the band geek who became popular. So <laughs> you know they really have a lot of common. <laughs> mm. Oh wow! Okay, so all right, I guess so. It, that's pretty much what guys expect. So if I see a guy who's got a bad bitch on his arm, I can pretty much surmise that he has uh, low self-esteem and couldn't. No, get a I'm woman not saying they have low self-esteem. It's, it's not I about mean, esteem, what? I don't think. Well, what is it? Because um, I know it's about money with her. What, what makes a woman want to be with a thug? I don't think women want to be with a thug. I, I, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm one of those women. You know, let's not talk about me. Let me open up the line to another person that I know that the phone is already on. She's ninety nine fifteen. I, I I don't I can't speak for anybody else. I will have her speak for herself. But I can tell you what I want. But let's hear what she, what she has to say to that question. Ninety nine fifteen. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. I can. I can hear you fine. Now, do you think that we want thugs, or how would you answer David's last question? Well, I would say for some women, the appeal for the, the thug-type guy is there, but um, for some women, they don't want the thug kind of guy. Um, some women want the the street-savvy um, kind of guy, you know, the guy that can switch from business to, you know, with a certain amount of street savviness that, you know, can, you know, be an even mix between both worlds. And, you know, to speak on what he was saying about, you know, the, the guy that was not as attractive in high school that can pull, you know, the baddest one out there, there are those women that, you know, go for the ugly guy because he'll treat her like a queen. And you see those those unevenly matched couples all the time. Um, and and it, it, it's odd because, you know, you'll have that, that girl that's, you know, the baddest bee in the world, and she'll have, you know, this dude that looks like, you know, scouring pads. And the the... The, the draw to that is that, you know, he feels like he's got a dime piece and he's going to put her on a pedestal. He's going to spend his last nickel just to make her happy mm-hmm. because that's what mm-hmm. she requires of him. And um, do I think it's right or do I think it's fair? Um, that's not for me to say, but that's what typically happens. But as far as being a bad bitch, um, I, I'm not the finest thing in the world, but in my mind, I think I'm just as good as Amber Rose or Kim Kardashian or the next one. 
life. It's all about how I carry myself. I esteem myself. Give me a point of reference. When we're saying bad bitch, are we talking? No, I mean, I've got a. No, I'm not talking about looks. I'm not talking about body shape. I'm talking about I've got a job. I take care of my own. I'm, I've got an education. I'm well articulated. I mean, I can stand up to the ones that live on Hollywood Boulevard or that go shopping on, Mer- you know, Melrose, and I can stand up and hold my own against the next woman. I don't have to have, you know, a million dollars in the bank to be considered a bad one. I, mm-hmm. I have something going on in my life or in my head, and I'm just as bad as the next one. She may have, you know, the booming shape, but, you know, I'm booming mm-hmm. in my own mind because I esteem myself every morning. I don't have to have, you know, a rock star on my side or ride around in a Bentley to be considered a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all about what you got okay. going on in your life and in your mind. You have to esteem mm-hmm. yourself. I think um but okay, I'm, I see what I see where you guys are coming from now when you say bad bitch you're talking okay. like your Holly Berries. Okay. You know, I think I think a man I think I think a man's perception of what a bad bitch is and a woman's perception of what a bad bitch is is entirely two different things. But, you know, some women do call themselves a bad bitch, and, and they they think because they've got on the latest uh, brand name something or if they've got a woman uh-huh. shape, they think, you know, they're a bad bitch. But, you know, I uh-huh. I know for myself because I've got an education and I've got a career and I've got something going on uh-huh. in my life, I'm just as bad as the next one. Uh-huh. And, see, I think she hit a key part, David, because I think most of you guys think, too, uh, differently, like guys just think differently and they define things differently because just even in this conversation between you two, you you said, you know, what do you mean by bad? Because when I think of bad, I think of like, she, you know, she can come with it or something like that you said. And to me, I don't, if we go back to school um, and the caller knows me, I'm not, I don't think that I got the a stellar body, but it, I just got what I got. I don't think that I have, right now I'm bald-headed pretty much, but my number 1B is out in the car. I'm going to get it hooked up a little bit later. Um, But I I do definitely feel that I'm sexy. I feel sexier. Like, that's my whole thing. My definition of being bad, when I have my hair long Mm -hmm. and when I feel good about myself, I don't care that the girl with no stomach walks in. Like, she is insignificant for me. So I carry myself in a different way, whereas other women may feel like, you know, I have to have that in order to, you know, feel. I can, I feel I feel just as sexy, but I feel a different level of being able to, like, call them to me when I feel better about me. And, and men respond different because, like, Amber Rose ain't even got no hair. Like, we can't even say that it's just hair. Uh, we can't say like she is. Uh, uh, she had a career. She was one of the best strippers that they had. I mean, he got her from the strip club. And now it's not the career I can do because they is gonna be nauseated if I get on that pole. They gonna be sick. We gonna have to go get the Eminem if I go out there. But my thing is like that's all she had to offer was a body, a booty. 
she couldn't even really give brains because if you she's articulate because she, she can't learn give to say the things that. Oh, good brain. Good brain. Good brain. Listen, good brain. Don't, don't play with me because you know I'm on a hiatus right now. Don't play with me right now. But you, you hear me. You, you know that that girl has a certain level of power that is not necessarily uh, with weight in being a woman. Like I have difficulty even saying woman behind Amber Rose because this chick is about to capitalize on teaching other women how to act like a ratchet homewrecker. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. the, the the more wretched you are, the better you're celebrated and <coughs> the proof the proof the proof is in the pudding. In this instance, she has no qualifications of being a guru at anything except for what her life speaks of, which is being a high price call girl. And we're exactly. celebrate like we're we're celebrating so that like and it's it's sad. Superhead. Right, right. Like who, who is really going to, uh, you know? And, and I'm not a fool. I think that the man and the media is run by by the man, and I think whatever is mm-hmm. important to him is what will get funded, what will get uh, uh, promoted. And I think this is sad. And I'm so I'm kind of glad that she's not more visually uh, relative to a black woman. She just is a pretty. Mulatto, almost white-looking chick. So I don't identify with her. Well, yeah, she's her her mom is white and her dad is black, but her dad was such a fair. And she's really Cajun because they're from New Orleans. They're from New mm-hmm. Orleans. Okay. Like that's where her okay. that's where her family's from. She uh, grew up in that whole Cajun atmosphere where the lighter skin people were more mm-hmm. esteemed as being pretty and all the other stuff. The same thing that you have in, in real black, black mama, daddy homes right here today that we pretend doesn't exist. I mean, I'm a twin whose twin sister is pass for a white girl. I felt dark skinned and I had to be told, girl, you ain't dark. I'm like, for real? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't, I didn't really associate that. But what is celebrated is what gets the the, the, the play and for men mm-hmm. to excuse this as being appropriate like do you really think that women decided we gonna give her a book deal because I think the whole conversation is kind of I don't want to say in left field but it, it's the swag it, um, let's look at it like this let's call it power because that's really what it is, okay. persuasion. It all boils down to power. And and the world gives you what you take. The world gives you, if, you, if you're if you a powerful person, it's because you, you're perceived as a powerful person, and people give that respect uh-huh. to you because they think you are the way you carry yourself. So as a woman, if you carry yourself like you're important, like you like. The world needs to be with you, not not presumptuous, but you just carry yourself mm-hmm. like you're the baddest bitch, like you like you got it there. People are gonna treat mm-hmm. you that mm-hmm. way. Have you ever heard of a guy mm-hmm. named Tariq Nashid? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tariq Nashid wrote really the Art of Mackin. He he uh, he's he's actually oh, the yeah. guy behind me. Um, Tariq Nashid did um, what's that? What what's the movie? Um, the little TV series. Um, I'll come back to it. But he wrote books like uh, The Art of Macking, uh, uh, oh, yeah. The Mac Within, um, stuff like that, The Elite Way, 
player be played and stuff like that. And he talked mm-hmm. about in the book, player be played. He talked about how the woman, the way she carries herself is the way men treat her. And then and the book, right. he talked about a girl who, who he said resembles a wombat when you see her. <laughs> he said she's not cute at all. He said she looked like a damn bat. He said, but every time she goes to the club in L.A., every dude is buying her drinks. The men are jocking her. Everybody's trying to go home with her. And and she's ugly, but she carries herself mm-hmm. like she's fly. And mm-hmm. it's not it's oh. not the materials as much as it's how you carry yourself. Because you can be driving a damn Volkswagen, and people think you fly. Women don't have to have a, a Mercedes for a dude to jock her. Women just have to. You ain't got to be skinny. You ain't got to be the prettiest thing in the place. You carry yourself like I'm. I'm attractive. I'm desirable. You know, you tell yourself that. And eventually, no, it's going to start coming to you. I agree. So, But in the, the beginning appeal. of this conversation, I, I, mm-hmm. do, I, do hear their dif- I do hear the difference, and I do understand that whatever you focus on the most becomes a power angle for you. That's why girls who have been always celebrated because of their hair – or because of their butt, or because of their breasts. Mm-hmm. I was one of the breast girls. I was one of the girls who I had breasts at nine years old. So it wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal when people started saying, oh, she got a wreck. I had that, no big deal. If I wanted to play off of that, I would have to sell that. But that is different. I, I, you say that that's power from a male perspective. I think you're just uh, actually putting yourself on sale. That To me, that's not power. Uh, I, 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 it, because it only gravitates to one particular mean. It's, it's a source of, you know, you you use, you know, some people say she, let her have her fame because she getting it where she got it. That's all she got, so mm-hmm. let her have it. Even Kanye West said the same thing about his wife when they asked him about why it was okay for his wife, the mother of his child, to pose totally nude. He said, and you can see the interview, he said himself, he said, this is what she's known for. This is mm-hmm. what she, she, he says, she's not an artist. She's not a singer. She's a beautiful woman who is known for her body. And so if that is what she's known by, why not get the the world's best photographer to capture that and her use that as a means to an end? That mm-hmm. definition. Like, he, uh, yeah, it's a up, anyway, but, though. But I mean. They. <laughs> You call her a tramp, but you're you call her a tramp, but Haley Berry is what? No, I said what is Haley Berry? Kanye a simp. I didn't call her a tramp. Kanye oh, is the dude that Kanye is the guy that marries the stripper. That's who he is. That's his job. Everybody's got a, a role to play. I was about to say, everybody has a role to play in life, and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all on even playing fields. If it makes one woman a tramp, it doesn't make the other one beautiful because she poses naked. I believe Mm -hmm. in in leveling the playing field. If, If Kim Kardashian is a tramp because she posed nude, it doesn't make Halle Berry less of a tramp because she posed nude. I believe in mm-hmm. labeling the playing field. If you label one as a tramp, they're all tramps in my eyes. And I didn't label any of them a tramp. Well, I'm I'm not saying you personally. Mm-hmm. You is a, is a word that can be used for anyone. 
Um, I just believe that we're all on the same level in life. Um, I don't mm-hmm. level anyone as being higher or lower than any one other person. If you know, if we're going to um, call one out for doing something. Let's make it even across the board. I think that's how we as a society has gotten so messed up like we are now by trying to mm-hmm. you know, level each other. Let's just level everybody out and put them all on the same playing field. You ever heard but, the phrase? Okay, and that, that, have I ever heard the phrase? Remember the phrase sex sales? Yeah, I remember sex all. does definitely sell. When I was um, in the military, I was a very physical person. Like, I, I can work with my hands. I can rebuild an engine. I, I actually did electronics and, and weapon systems on the F-18 aircraft. I was very good with my hands, very physical person. All my work was manual labor, and that's what I did. And I got hurt. And the way I got injured, I, could, I couldn't even walk for three years. I mean, I, I was beyond – I couldn't do what I was trained to do. So. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I learned how to use a different skill. I ended up becoming a car salesman because I knew I wanted to work with people, and the only way to work with people is to understand how they're in, influenced and, and the such. So I went into car sales. And when I went to the car sales dealership, I had never sold a car. I, I really, at the time, I didn't know the difference between the Honda and the Hyundai. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I went to the car dealership, and I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sell cars so I can learn how to work with people. And so I went into the car dealership. I said, I need to talk to the manager. I have my nice clothes or whatever. So they bring out a manager, and they didn't even bring out the real manager. They brought out, like, one of the assistance managers. And he said, yeah, how can I help you? I told him, I said, I'm going to give you a chance to hire one of the best car salesmen you've ever seen in your life. And he sat there stunned. He was like, what? I said, I'm going to give you a chance to hire one of the best car salesmen you've ever seen in your life. And he said, oh, you sell cars? I said, I've never sold a car before. He said, how do you know you're the best? I said, I'm here. To, I'm telling you I'm the best. I said, uh, that's what I'm here to tell you. I'm the best. I'm giving you a chance to have to hire me because if you don't, I'm going to go down the street and they're going to hire me, and I'm going to make them a whole lot of money. So who do you want to make you some money? You want me to make you some money, you some money or do you want me to make your competitor some money? Because I'm good. And... Um, yeah. I, it took me an hour to get hired that day. That's that's, <laughs> that, that's what it is. A man needs to feel like, just like a woman needs to feel like when it comes to a man, if if I let this uh-huh. person walk away, somebody else is uh-huh. going to get it, and I lose. Uh-huh. And if you and if uh-huh. you have that persona about yourself, like I'm the baddest bitch, I, uh-huh. I am the catch, uh-huh. and you uh-huh. carry yourself like that, uh-huh. that's how men are going to uh-huh. treat you. If you carry yourself, oh. have you ever seen those really, really pretty women, just gorgeous, but they, maybe they got mistreated uh-huh. when they were kids or something, and they feel like all men uh-huh. want is to abuse them, and they, and they uh-huh. feel like every man wants to rape them and everything else, and they carry themselves that uh-huh. way. So men just look at them like, like I can't touch her. They they look at her like uh-huh. if I say if I even speak to her too loud, she might say I harass her, because that's what she pursues. Uh-huh. That's the persona she puts out. Very attractive, huh. but she puts out the persona of you don't want to touch me, you don't want to come anywhere near me because I'm bad, huh. as in you're going to end up with a case if you speak to me. 
So mm-hmm. the way you carry yourself is the way people treat you. If you carry yourself like I need to be respected, then people are going to respect you. It's not the clothes you wear. It's the way you wear the clothes you have. It's not the clothes you have. It's the way you wear the clothes you have. It's not the car you drive. It's the way you can, you care, you drive the car you drive and how clean you keep it and mm-hmm. such. It's not, you know, the house See, you live in. It's the way you present the house you live in. See, I agree with you, but I don't call that a bad. I I I, I agree with you. I just don't call that a bad bitch. I call that a boss. Like I I, I, I like men that are a, a boss, a boss. Like I'm, 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 I'm I, that's why I renamed myself the Empress because Emperor is like I just love Chinese and and Japanese history of of men. Like they were almost reverend. Uh, if that's the right word, they were just yeah, like it, mm-hmm. when he when he walked into a place, it was an mm-hmm. understanding. No words exactly. had to be said. That's why I like Chinese movies. I think because when they Chinese man came up in there with the right color belt, like I don't even know about Chinese uh, uh, fighting and, and those types of things. Uh, but I know mm-hmm. that there was a certain respect. Like people knew who you were before you even got there. And you could be in a room full of other people who had the same mm-hmm. thing you had on, but they knew you just by your countenance and just by what you brought to the table by entering a room. Absolutely. And that is Absolutely. why I call myself the empress. Like, I didn't want to be mm-hmm. no queen because it's a queen for every every time you turn on the social media, it's this queen of this and this, and she ratchet. Mm-hmm. Like, she is just not mm-hmm. what you would think a queen would be. So I call mm-hmm. that being a boss, but that's very different from what, you know, I I can't speak to what a man would want, and I'm glad that you were able to share that with us. And, of course, you're welcome to say, but for a woman, like, we want that same bossism for the for the mm-hmm. sake of protectiveness, for the sake exactly. of provision, because those are, the, those are the actual definitions of what a man is for us. Uh, but men have a very difficult time articulating to – uh, even amongst themselves, why it was her? Because the mm-hmm. truth is, is that the actions of the chick that's quote unquote the bad bitch, she is really clowning. Like she mm-hmm. is really just re- out there. She loose. She is not carrying herself like an, uh, a, a queen or an empress or anything else. She is just a mo. She is just telling you what she going to do. I'm going to take you back here and I'm going to do this to you right here because I know mm-hmm. people who functioning like that and that's not that's not power. It's just working on your weaknesses if, if it's anything else. No, 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 you hit on something when you was talking Empress. You said uh, what was it? You were talking about how the man can articulate why he liked the woman. What it was mm-hmm. about he liked. You know, I, mm-hmm. I read a yeah. I read a study, and and in this study, the, the um, a, a group of science, a scientists basically he he set up video cameras and did a dating. Mm-hmm. He did several of these little dating matches things, like Match dot com had the dating events, and they bring all yeah. these people in. And he said they were able to predict the effectiveness, the when the man made an approach, if it was going to be a positive. Um, approach if he was going to get a warm reception, they said <clears throat> they were able to predict with like 95% accuracy how the woman was going to respond. And they said what it was is the women 
would lead the engagement, the woman would flatter her eyes or look away or show a little little more leg to this one person than she did anybody else and and little women know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Women know how to allure the man to them. And the ones that we look at as the baddest bitch and the most sexy, they just mastered it a little better than some <laughs> other women. Because <laughs> because at the end of the day, men are buffoons when it comes to it. You you get those men that hit on every, any woman that'll just walk up to a woman <laughs> and hit on her, he's usually uh-huh. shot down 75% of the time or more. Because he's not paying attention to the woman. The women lead the encounter. The women lead the engagement. So if you carry yourself and you believe that you're important enough to where the 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 top notch dude in there, if you if you think you deserve an alpha male, you're gonna walk into a place uh-huh. and you're gonna flash eyes at that alpha male, and you're gonna turn your body a uh-huh. little bit towards that alpha male, and you're gonna give that alpha male that opportunity to step to you. You don't believe you deserve that alpha male. You subconsciously turn your back to him, turn your shoulder away. You won't flash a smile or anything else because you don't believe you deserve him. Mm. So really, men are kind of lost. Men don't even know that, that men are playing a the game they don't even know they're in. Uh. No, I so, agree so, with ooh. that. I, I kind of agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, um, and I'm, I, when I speak, I can only I can only speak for. Um, things that I personally have gone through or that I've done myself. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you're absolutely right when you say it's subconscious, but um, I was just thinking about something that, that happened to me recently, and it was completely subconscious because I did not know that I was, um, um, he said I was hitting on him, um, and I was, mm-hmm. I was telling him, no, I was not, and he was saying, yes, you were, and and we kind of got into this thing where we were going back and forth, and he was still, you know, uh, trying to talk to me, and I was like, listen, uh, I have not given you the indication that I wanted to talk to you, and then when mm-hmm. he started saying the things that I was doing, and I was like, hmm, Okay, and when I when I sat and thought about it, I had to laugh to myself. I was like, okay, that was completely unbeknowing to me that I was doing those things, but it was something that I was doing completely unaware. So um, mm-hmm. as unbelievable as it is, I can agree with you on that fact. Uh, sometimes we may be doing those things subconsciously and being unaware of that. Um, Absolutely. And some of those things are subconscious, and, and it's just – I think it's the femaleness in in we women, and when it's you know probable. you deserve right. a, certain, a certain thing, you will go after it, whether it be consciously or subconsciously, and that mm-hmm. comes from knowing what you want and what you believe and know that you deserve. So um, as amazing as it is, I, I can agree with you on that. Um, and, and going back to what you were saying earlier, Empress, I can agree with you. I don't want to be called queen um, because I'm not a queen. I'm a lady. My mom instilled that in me from a child, and she started calling me lady early on in life. And and to this day, I still consider myself as a lady, and I carry myself as such. Um, And I think um, we as as parents, as mothers, we have to put in, in our daughters and in our sons what we want for them to be. We have to speak that into existence, into them. 
So, you know, I agree with what you say. Um, in those Chinese movies, those people, they know mm-hmm. who it is in the room by the way he enters or the way she enters. They may never say anything verbally. Uh, their verbiage is strictly with their body, with the, the countenance mm-hmm. of their face with whatever whatever they have on the garments that they wear and they speak volumes and you know as women if you want to be that bad bitch do that by your facial mm-hmm. countenance by what you wear um you don't have to mm-hmm. show it all you know you can dress mm-hmm. yourself accordingly and be just as bad as the next one you can uh say volumes just by nonverbal um you know conversation so you know, you know I, I agree with that. You know, when I go go places, um, it's funny because I mentor too, and I was mentoring this young leader, and I took him out with me, and he said everybody knows you. And then I was like, let me, I said, let me show you something. The people that don't know us gonna think they need to know us. I say, watch this, and I, mm-hmm. I would, I would try to get the attention of somebody I know don't know us. One's in Walmart. I said, do you know this man right here? And they would look at him like. I, they would kill their brain trying to see if they know him or not. This is a college student. <laughs> they don't damn know him. I think I do. I think I do. And then, and then I say, "Do you know me?" They say, "Yeah, I know you. I know you from." I got accused of being the kid of some nurse and everything. Else. People would fill in the blanks in their own mind who I am and why I was relevant. And I, I've uh-huh. always done that. I, I used to travel with um, Andre Crouch. Now mm-hmm. I don't sing. Mm-hmm. I do some sound engineering now, but at the time I didn't. I was just a twenty-two, twenty-three-year-old kid hanging out with Andre. I, I, read I, I read that, David, and I almost died. I read that about you, and <laughs> I almost died. I was like, he knew Andre Crouch like that. Oh my God! Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we would walk into places, and that's who I learned it from. I would watch how he walk into place, and I walk in just like. By the end of that, mm-hmm. I learned. I walked to concerts and walked backstage, and nobody's ever stopped me to ask for an ID. Wow. I to walk to the VIP area, nobody ever stopped me to ask for IDs. I I don't even mm-hmm. buy tickets. I did it um, in D.C. I'm, I go to the National League of City conferences. In the city, they'll buy mm-hmm. my tickets for me and everything else. But I go to the most mm-hmm. exclusive ones without a ticket and walk right in. And you had guards in the front, armed guards in the front stopping people. And I would still walk through. And I would just I would uh-huh. just see somebody who they know is who they act like that person is important. I could read their body languages. So I would point right, right. to the person who they who they respect and say, Hey, tell him to let me in and then they'll say, Yeah, let him in and I'll just walk in if I do get stopped. And and, and then I introduce myself to the person, you know? It's the way you carry yourself, the way you Carry yourself is how people yeah. are going to treat you. Mm-hmm. If you carry yourself yeah. like the king, people are going to treat you like the king. If you carry yourself like yeah. the president, mm-hmm. they'll let you walk into the White House. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing for women. Some women, and, 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 and some women realize men are so blind. Mm-hmm. You say, oh, yeah. I'm just agreeing with you because the opposite is also true. You're saying it on the positive end because I know I can, I, I know that, and, and I've not been in the same circles with you, but I just know that I've watched you when you were on the uh, talk show. And um, Mm -hmm. it's it's just the way it's so, it's it's like that's just what you were made out of. I I watch Mm -hmm. people 
and my minor is, is in sociology, and I, I like I, I, there's a, there are similarities in certain things, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> That's why you can mm-hmm. go to the police department, and if you say it's a serial killer, they're going to pull out a list of things to look for in order to say uh-huh. that this is it fits this profile. And the same is true with regard to relationships and and what you answer to. But I didn't mean I didn't mean um you you're about to tell to say something else. No, 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 that's that's it. That's why the Bible say, um, when you go to a place don't put yourself in the front. It says take an humble seat and if you're important they'll bring you up there. I'm I'm paraphrasing, but that's what mm-hmm, the Bible's mm-hmm. saying. When you when you are important enough, you don't have to tell people you're important. They'll, they'll put you there. Mm-hmm. And and when you're bad well, enough, I, you ain't got to tell nobody you're bad. You walk in there. I'm telling you, next time you go somewhere, pick out the man mm-hmm. you want to hit on you. Just pick him out in your mind and tell yourself, this dude is going to come, come at me because I'm that fly. And, and, you know, unless he's married or something like that, they, <laughs> you know, don't don't. Don't break the law. I, you know, I'm, I'm big. No, I, ain't gonna I don't break the law. talk to married women and stuff like that. There's universal laws, but uh-huh. well, let me tell you something. All right. That is so. It's amazing that you just said that because I just tonight I was talking with someone of in my past. He's in my past by probably about three years ago, and I did exactly that. He's single. He is single. I'm single. Both of us are still mm-hmm. single. But um, I went to get a pizza. And he 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 was he. First of all, I got this thing about uniforms. I like police officers. I like firemen. I just like men of authority, men who handle business, mm-hmm. men who put out crises. I just like that type of man. I don't know what that's about, but it's a it's about the protectiveness that I know that I need and I desire in my life because of my background. But I saw him, and I promise you. And I had this conversation with him tonight. I told him I said. I knew that night right there that I had you. I, mm-hmm. I I went and ordered my pizza and went and sat back in the car and I said, in 15 minutes or less, before my pizza ready, he's going to look back to see if I'm still in his car. And before I could get that thought out, he walked out, got in his, you know, got in his squad car because he was waiting on the pizza too, and he looked over and I said, I know you want my phone number. I, I know you do, so I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. And he said, okay. Like, it was just like, it was almost magical. And mm-hmm. I had to understand, and I didn't until I would say tonight, but I think I've understood the whole time. There was not, I didn't have any doubt. I didn't have any distractions or symbolisms of anything other than that man right there is mine, period. Point blank. It didn't matter who right. else is there. It didn't matter what my hair looked like or anything else like that. It didn't matter whether or not my breasts were perky. or It didn't matter. I just knew it. And he said that he felt that exact same thing. And that, that was just the past because we didn't really officially date. Can you imagine mm-hmm. if we had that same attitude on things with regard to who we actually really are besides locking legs and getting into bed? If we said, okay, as a, as a black woman, we are not going to – except being compared to, called, or act like in any way, shape, or form a dog. Because that's when I stopped calling men dogs. Like men are not, especially black men, they are not, they don't even act like dogs. You know, because actually dogs are very loyal. They're very docile. They always are willing to be there when 
even when they're mistreated. And that ain't how the black right. man act. If you mess him over, he is gone. Like, so he is calling him a dog is just like a, like, he's gone. Like, he might physically be there, but he is so, so gone. So why do we even mm-hmm. call y'all dogs? So that's why I don't understand how women accept this whole bitch thing. Like, I'm the baddest bitch. Like, who would want that? They you know. were about to say something. And and yeah, I was gonna say it's 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 a level, it's a graduation that happens too. Like I I remember when I lived in in Cali, I would tell people like if I went out with my friends, like I first of all I would go out with these dudes that look they all look like thugs, like they're all six foot three, six foot five. I'm always the shortest dude with them, and they're all bulky, muscular people. But people were more afraid of me than they were them. (laughs) <laughs> and um, they'd be more afraid of me than they were of those guys. And I'd be telling them what to do. But we would go to a club, and I would point somebody out. I say, I would, I would just look at somebody. I say, me and her, we go. That's that's who I'm gonna pick up. And then when they first walk in the club, I say that I'm I'm pick up on her. Or I say me and her leaving the night. And they'll look at me like whatever, dude. And then by the end of the night, we'll be we'll be taking off together, or I'll get a phone number or whatever. And um, it blew their mind at the time. But then you graduate to a different level, and now I do it in, in the political arena. I do it in the professional right. arena. You know, I started selling cars, and I started doing that in car sales. I would go to work, and I'd say, I'm going to sell three today. I'm going to sell four today. And I and my sales manager said, I had never seen anybody that can do that before, but you would walk in here and tell me how many cars you're going to sell. And by the end of the day, that's how many cars you would put out. It's, it's is that determination? Mm-hmm. Well, I do believe in the law of magnetism, and I do believe in speaking into your your life. I believe that there's so much power in what you do say that I've had to change my own language so that I wasn't damning right. myself to something really horrible. Because I, there was a point where I felt like, shoot, if I see that these ratchet-acting, ghetto, fabulous hood rats are getting the men who are actually busting their butt to take care of them because usually they get the really good guys. They get the guys yeah. that want to have a life and stuff. I started to speak some them. things into myself <laughs> that I didn't. Yeah, they cheat on them sometimes, but usually they always come back. Like they never forget her. They never uh-huh. forget the girl that treats them so poorly. And it seemed to me, and I've said it to my girlfriends before, this year I'm going to be a bitch. I say it every. January, you know, around January, the first week of January, that I'm going to just be a bitch this year because it seems like the, the the ruder you are, the more opposite of what you really want, you get mm-hmm. it back. And I had to, like, stop saying that because men would say, you you tear yourself like you a bitch. And I was like, well, hell, I'm going to pass this for, like, two, two months. So what do I expect? So how exactly, because you say you graduated from that. I, I don't know how we can graduate this new idea that being, to me, just ratchet and being, like, vulgar is going to equate to being a, a, a what I call a woman. Just a no, woman. if, you, if you're females. vulgar, you're going to attract men that like vulgar women. That if that's the kind of man you want, then that's what you need to be. But if you if you want to if you want the kind of dude that you know professional brother and all of that, you need to be what he wants. Yes. Wait, I don't know. Know. I'm, I'm, lost. I'm lost. 
if you if you want the kind of man that wants the vulgar women, then you act like uh-huh. the vulgar woman, and that attracts that kind of man. Oh, okay. If you want a professional man, uh-huh. you act like the kind of woman that a professional man want to be with. I remember um, uh-huh. I was teaching a uh, I was teaching a, a class on like just life, I guess. And then we was talking about attracting your ideal man, that perfect man. How to find your husband? Uh-huh. That's kind of like the topic. Uh-huh. And I told him, I said, sit uh-huh. down and write everything you want about a man. You can be as specific as you want. You can be as detailed as you want. If you want him to drive a Benz, right, he, my ideal man drives a Benz. I said, put everything down. Draw that perfect man out in on paper. Uh-huh. And I said, now when you uh-huh. get through with that, turn that paper over and write down what kind of woman that man is looking for. And when you become that woman, you'll get that man. And uh-huh. that's the commitment oh. right there. That's the I don't know what y'all right want. There. That's the thing. Huh? I don't know what y'all want. That's the thing because I can. I have done that before. I actually you don't know what you want. Class. Yes, I do. I know exactly what I want. I, 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 down, I, I will you're say that. You the kind of woman I, that that man wants. He's going. To, he's going to come for you. Listen, I'm, sorry. I'm, That's just I'm way telling it you, David. I have wrote this down. It it doesn't work that simplistically because I have had. I, this, I'm on my third vision board. Uh, very little of it has really changed. Um, mm-hmm. The essence of what I want is is very wholesome. The thing is, is mm-hmm. I have such a dis- it is a natural discouragement, and I don't think that is like my fault. I think it's just the truth because I think you we me, nobody shows up with what they really are. Like I took all this hair out my damn head. I'm uh-huh. all headed as a banshee. And so this is who I am. So if I'm going to walk sexy and have that whole attitude of sexy, this is where it's going to be without any extra. I've been without makeup. I've been without a whole lot of stuff. So it's not about the stuff. So the essence of the person is the most important thing to me. Now, to get mm-hmm. to the essence of a person, you got to get past his car, his, his history, yeah. his baby mamas, and all. I've done all of that. I do know exactly what I want. It's just that it looks like something totally different when it presents. Mm-hmm. It has to be because I'm not getting that. And I think I speak for a lot of women because there's Sometimes a growing number of women who too. say, no, I am patient. No, I'm not in a rush mm-hmm. at all. I don't I I, actually, I'm beginning to enjoy it. I'm beginning mm-hmm. to enjoy like this whole process because the, I didn't really even think past my zip code at one point. I, mm-hmm. I didn't think outside of a certain, um, you know, pay grade uh, at one point. Not really because I'm not a money person, but like teeth. Like teeth are just, you just got to have them. Like that's just not yeah. going to ever go away. You got to have teeth. Uh, you have to understand that there is something greater in the universe and the the God that I serve. It has to be the one that you do or else it's just not going to work. So to find mm-hmm. some of the very core things of what's going to make us jail, that is difficult. I, that is yeah. difficult. Like I can get a man. I, I could go through my phone right now and just get a male being, but the quality mm-hmm. of that is the same excuse that men who say that they're looking for that bad chick, that girl that know how to cook still, but she still know how to make, you know, excited to come home. All of this stuff, it, it shows up in different ways. It's just that the options that I think guys get to have the bad bitch, if I get the hood and it don't work out, 
then we get put in a category of those women that you can't, you know, turn her in, you know, you can't fix her. With the guy, mm-hmm. like, they get to get the hood rat. They get to get the CEO. They even get to get the white woman. They get to do all of that. And we have to just, like, be damn visible. You don't think women get to do that? We don't. Huh. No. And so, now you telling me that Amber Rose is going to be able to be because you said at the beginning a woman who has if the Amber Rose came up to me she up. wouldn't get the time of day. Amber Rose she wouldn't be your not, wife. I'm sorry, and she that's is my not point. That's my point, David. That's my point, David. That that she is using what she has. That's all she has. Mm-hmm. And so because she yeah. doesn't have any more than that, she gets. To stay at the pole, she gets to choose the ugliest rapper in the world to be her husband. Like, mm-hmm. really? And Ronald. Like, that's the only. Huh? <laughs> I said, and Ronald. <laughs> and she's on the pole. I'm sorry, they, you got happen. that in the world. But you got you to gotta you gotta understand, you got to put rappers on this pedestal. You know, most of these rappers is the dude who who didn't have no friends in school, so he sat in his room all day and wrote raps. <laughs> you guys got it mixed up. They're not usually the popular guys. The rappers are usually the corny ass dudes that nobody was sweating in school. That's why they always <laughs> talking about you weren't sweating me in school because they was the band yeah. geeks and well, stuff like that. These are the people that didn't have no friends anyway, so they don't know what to do. They uh-huh. they get thrust into an environment. It's like it's like the people that live in a trailer win the lottery. In five years, they're broke again because they didn't know how to adapt to that environment. And then you get these rappers that end up dating uh, Ambrose Rose or whatever the hell her name is. It's 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 you you changed your level, but you didn't change who you were. You still don't feel like you deserve a somebody on your same level, so you go and rescue somebody from a strip club because they make you yeah. feel good. And they tell you the stories you want to hear, and they tell you how great you are, because you don't want to face the fact that you haven't evolved yet. Once you evolve, then you want an evolved woman. That's why some rappers meet end up marrying a CEO of a corporation, and some mm. rappers end up marrying a stripper or the chick at work at Burger King. Hmm. Oh. Nah, I like Burger King. I don't know why you had to say that, but. Uh, yeah, I get the point. <laughs> so, in in closing, just I'm going to ask since we got female and male, and the other callers just keep coming on, and then they just keep disappearing. So we're just going to assume that you're not going to talk tonight. Okay, so David, if you, I'm going to let the ladies go first, and then we'll close with you, David, and then I'm going to go Empire, of course, like I always do. Uh, Ninety-nine fifteen. If you had to say there was. Uh, other than lady, because you've already said lady. And I'm going to tell you about this lady. I used to be Lady Sharon. That w- that used to be my tag name. But I just didn't feel pretty enough to be a Lady Sharon. Like, I didn't, like, they're dainty. And when I, when I hear lady, I hear, I see daintiness. I see very well uh, put together. Like, I'm a little bit of a tomboy, I think. And I think I have a little roughness to me. So that's why I couldn't stay with Lady Sharon. Um, but if you had to say that there was, uh, one word that you would like for black women in particular to to want to call themselves, uh, what would it be? Hmm. I would. I mean, you might that. have to say lady because that's what you feel is the best for you. 
Maybe, I don't yeah. know. For me, I, I'm a lady, but I would want um, we as um, black women to be uh, empowered. Um, I'd want us to be strong um, and individuals. Um, there are so many words that come to mind, it's hard to pick one. I definitely mm-hmm. don't want us to be uh, bitches. That, that word bothers mm-hmm. me. So I'd want that one taken off the table. So um, I'd want us to be um, I'd want us to be women. If I had to just pick mm-hmm. one, I'd want us to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. David, what you want? And though, and you know that girl name is Amazon. You know, give it to, don't talk to me like that. I just that, want to think about her. When you start saying her name. I'm, I'm telling you, when you start saying her name, I had to Google it to see who you were talking about. <laughs> so what was she's your beautiful. She is a beautiful. Okay, so you got side, you got sidetracked. Your mind is gone. It's totally different. His mind show. is That's warm. A... <laughs> <laughs> she bad. That's she bad. That's she bad. She could twerk. She could twerk real hard. She no is. She's That's very one. beautiful. <laughs> she is a beautiful girl. But you know what? My hair short, and I almost went platinum because I know I can rock that baby. Because I've done it before. I don't know oh, that, yeah. but I ain't gonna be twerking, and I don't want nobody calling me Amber Rose because I know it's gonna happen. <laughs> I know it's gonna happen. I know it. But if you, David, had to table the word bitches and you had to table the word hoes and all those negative things, and you wanted a black woman in your life to embrace a, a, a particular term, what would it be? What do you want the black women to embrace uh, as associating with them? I say determined, and the reason I say determined mm. is um, there's there's a research that that says um, if you spend two hours a day on any subject, at the end of two years you'll either be doing that thing or teaching it. So mm. if you focus, you're determined on whatever it is in your life enough to put some time and energy into it. You'll eventually become that. We become what we focus on. So the more determined you are, the more focus you put on anything. So. If we can get more black women and black men to be determined in life, then we will mm. disguise the limit the blacks will run this country again. Mm. Again, because history has already shown us that it was ours to begin with. One little quick commercial, and then I'll go Empire. Thank you, David. I owe you. Are you tired of nails that lift or lose their shape or they weren't even shaped right to start with? You can tell a lot about a man by his shoes and you can tell even more about a woman by her hands. At Finger Paint Studios, Ebony is able to find the inner beauty, your professional personality, or the downright diva that you are. Check her out at her new location, located at 1914 Ingley Avenue at Tuxedo Junction next to KFC. Walk-ins are welcome and she's open from 9 to 6, Monday through Saturday, or you can call Call 205-601-1995. Tell her the Empress sent you. Well, I'm going to say this. I think we had a wonderful show, even though you're scary. I would call you a biatch, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to disrespect you, young prince. I'm not going to make you because when you say you're going to call and you don't call, then I'm going to talk about you anyway. But I'm going to state the 
the diva that I am, and I was thinking about what I would want other women to call themselves, and of course, I'm the empress, there's only one, um, and there's only one lady, and she knows who she is, but let's say... I think that if we would just embrace what womanness is, we are the providers of life. Like we are insured or given the right to give birth. We give birth to others, and um, nobody else can do that. Like that's what we do. So we've been entrusted with bringing a whole other person into life, which means that if you can do that, that means that you are trusted with being able to teach the right things to do versus the wrong things to do. It means that you're able to uh, curtail and see the goodness and the bad in that little being. You have the ability to guide whatever that life is going to be in its biggest in its fullness, and like that—that's not a—that's not a little bitty thing. And you know, popping out a baby, just getting pregnant, or going prego, is just a feminine thing. But nurturing and molding what we want to happen after the point of birth is the gift. Like that's where we are are, are at. And to associate ourselves with anything lesser than that is just a dishonor. You are not a bitch. You are not a whore, you are not ratchet, but if you act in such a way, people cannot tell the greatness of what you were meant to be if you don't act like it, if you don't dress like it, if you don't speak like it. I've never been uh, a vulgar female. I've never been uh, one of those females who uses her body, even though I have, like, accentuated areas of my body that are celebrated today, but that's not, like, every woman has breasts. Every woman has a butt. Every man has a back and legs and thighs. Like, that's just what human is, and those are sex parts. But the essence of who I am is unique. Like, who I am on the inside, I think uh, our female caller tonight did say that whoever you are meant to be, once you know who that is, then it's really up to you. <laughs> like, you can rock that. Like, rock that right there. But until you define what that is. For yourself, don't let nobody else do that for you. I'm going to speak greatness over myself. I'm going to speak empire over myself. I've been doing it forever. It was so funny because when the show Empire came on, I was like, they done stole my name because I really did. I had it a long time ago. I had a long time ago. It just came out, and I have been saying empire for a long time. I have been saying for a long time that greatness is what is of me, not celebrity, not everybody knowing who I am, but I'm going to use those tips that David had to give tonight. I think that we're lucky. I think we're lucky to be female, and I think we're blessed to be able to give life. I think we need to act according to that. Not against that. You're in the mix with DJ Overgold, dropping tracks for you club heads. I guess we the lucky ones, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Under the sun I found we were left to drown. Evil abounds, weight is pulling us down. No sight of sound, impaired to his care, chasing after the wind, running after the air, deserving of desertion, service of destruction, and every day we taste of a grace that we're unconcerned with, my sin I should be burned with, I'm guilty, filthy, and stained, but he became a curse, drank my cup and took my pain, yeah, for daddy reigns. 
but through faith I'm changed. And I don't have a reason why he loosened up my chains. I don't believe in luck. I believe in grace. But they say we're lucky because we've seen his face. Yeah. And we heard him call us. And he heard our answers. And he gives us second chances when we throw our hands up. So weary and broken, hoping his arms will be open. Unconditional love has got us locked into his focus. I guess we're the lucky ones, huh? Yeah. 